You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance What up, what up, Real Coach JB here, man, voice getting a little better, still sound like shit, like a slap dick, but it's a slap dick podcast, so fuck it, why not? Anyway, man, um, it's a great day to have a great fucking day, if you ask me. Um, but you know, we got to see what we got to see. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to a lot of little shit that's been going on, um, and you know, we'll see how this show goes. All right, the name of this show is uh, 2020. So basically, that's the name of it. I'm gonna sum up 2020. And it's pretty much been, shit, it's pretty much fucking been 20 years of this shit, but 2020's probably been a little extreme because of the fucking shitty fucking pandemic and everything else we've dealt with. Um, But, you know, who knows? Quote of the day, dream big, work hard, make it happen. Real fucking simple, man. You dream big, you work harder, and you earn results. Make it happen. Dream big, work hard, make it happen. That's the quote of the day. Um, pay the bills, man. This show is brought to you by Bet Online. Monday Night Football tonight. Um, check it out. Uh, I bet a few over the weekend. I won a little 80 bucks or so. The NFL season is in full swing, uh, obviously winding down. You might not be at the games, but you can still be in all the action at Bet Online. I am betting on Monday night's game tonight. Um, the Thursday night games are over, I believe, so now it goes to Saturday and Sundays as we get down towards the playoffs. From game spreads and totals to, te- to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there's Always the bet, bet online casino as well. It never closes. Go on there, get some blackjack in. I go on there and play blackjack all the time, man. I'll usually muck like a hundred bucks and lose a hundred bucks. So I'm a slap dick. Head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book expert, experts. <clears throat> so this show is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Manscaped also does our shows. So today's is Bet Online. Title of the show, 2020. Um, I don't know what you guys think about Dabo hating on Ohio State. He does it on purpose. I want you guys to all understand. He does it on purpose because why? What is Ohio State doing with what he just said? They're taking those shit, putting it on the bulletin board, and Day is making a big deal out of it. And Dabo's letting his guys know that Day is making a big deal out of it. It is reverse psychology at its finest. I do the same shit. It's a good tactic to have. And what happens is you piss off Ohio State and let your guys know that you've pissed them off. And now your guys are telling each other in the locker. Now, you know, our coaches said this. We got to come out here and ball. They're hot. That's all it is. And... To be fair, Dabo's won more football games in the last five years than any other coach, so <clears throat> Saban included. 
So I expect it to be Clemson, Alabama again um, for the title. It'll be a great game. I want to say it'll be like the 18th year. Um, well, I don't know. Clemson, I don't think will blow them out, but I think it'll be a great game. Alabama looks like they're pretty much rolling on offense. Um, Clemson got a few guys back, and they look like the Clemson that I expected them to look like when they played Notre Dame week one, uh, game one. Um, but it'll be a shootout. Florida-Alabama game scared me because, see, I don't think – Alabama can beat Clemson playing like that, shootout for shootout, because I, it can't happen or Clemson will beat Alabama. Just telling you. So we'll see. Um, Cam Newton came out and said he has a lot of football left to play. I don't see it. Um, you know, I, I have nothing against the guy uh, besides how he dresses and shit. But besides that, you know, I just don't – he's never been a great passer. You know, he's always been a thrower. I talked to you guys about that last week. Uh, he's been a great thrower because he's an improviser, because he's so freakish athletically and huge, hard tackle. You can do so much with him. And you got to commit guys to the box and the run game. And if, you, if you've seen most of his things, besides his rookie year when he came out and was throwing for 300, 400 yards a game, um, if you notice the NFL trend, all new quarterbacks that are talented succeed year one. They all do. Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray, Cam Newton, RG3, even Vince Young had a decent rookie year. Look at these guys. But what happens after? <laughs> you know, yeah, the Ravens won two in a row and beat Cleveland and, and blew out Jacksonville last night. But can they do that against the Chiefs and the Steelers and the Colts, the Titans? I don't see it. I mean, they're going to make him throw the football from the pocket, and I believe that they will struggle again, and there'll be an early exit in the playoffs. <clears throat> That's just my opinion. Um, Arizona, if they even get in, will be an early exit in the playoffs. Um, you can say what you want about Phillip Rivers. He's got the Colts back to being pretty fucking good. And he's a manager of the game. He doesn't need to out-throw everyone like he used to. He's a manager, and uh, he does enough, and he knows how to win games, and he's good enough to get the ball to the right people in space. And he's been doing it 17 years. Just watch. Colts are a scary team if they get in. They could be 11-5 and five and not get in the playoffs because they lost game one to Jacksonville this year, and it's going to fuck them in their conference race. So we'll see. I don't know. We're going to find out. It's going to be interesting, though, to see if uh, they get in. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so, you know, a lot to talk about. A.B. caught his uh, first touchdown and has made it longer than I thought he would. I didn't think he'd make it this far and this long, um, especially after they got him on camera again after the whole drama since he'd been playing with Tampa. But, hey, kudos to him. Uh, the players looked like they received they, – they were, you know – they were real receptive. They were celebrating with them. I look at little shit like that to see. And, uh, hey, he made it longer than I thought. Um, but Tampa still, to me, is an early exit um, in the playoffs. I just think they, they don't have the right nucleus. Um, I think the Arians-Brady fit doesn't work. It just seems like it's been it's been oil and water since they started, and it just seems like it's not a good fit. It's going to get 
it's going to get an early exit. Um, but <clears throat> 2020, man, I, I, I'm, I'm calling it this because of all the shit that's going on. We got the playoffs coming up for the BCS. Um, you know, Coastal Carolina is 11-0. and And three spots behind Iowa State, who's lost three games. And one of them being to Louisiana, the Raging Cajun, who Coastal Carolina beat. And Louisiana beat them by like 14. So, go figure. <laughs> no commissioner, you know, and the cats away, the mice will play. Like I've been saying, NCAA don't have a commissioner for football. They have a committee, and that committee is what I call the money committee. All they're worried about is money. So you'll never get a true playoff. You'll never get the Utah and the Boise to beat uh, Bama and Oklahoma. You're not going to get those. Um, it's a travesty. I don't say Coastal belongs in the top four. What I'm saying is this would have been a great year to have a playoff of eight at least, if not six, at least six, but at least eight. You know, I would say eight. And uh, and then you don't, you know, you can put Coastal in there, Cincinnati, and, and see how good these teams are. So you can start getting some gauge on maybe some group of fives are legit. Tulsa's a very good football team, just so everybody's clear. Them in Cincinnati could have went either way. Good teams. Um, love to see those two in the playoffs, maybe with BYU even. Because I think BYU beats Coastal with more than a two days prep triple option. I just do. Um, Notre Dame is just who they are. They're never going to be good enough up front to beat the Clemsons and Notre and, and Alabamas. And so they're going to get waxed in the playoffs. They're going to get absolutely demolished. And does AM deserve it? I don't know. I mean, they've won more they've won more recently. I mean, you know, they beat Florida, who arguably played Alabama in his toughest game. So can you relate those things? The committee don't care. They don't. They didn't want to see A and M play Alabama again. That's what it is. But to my thing is like, we'll move it then. Put Ohio State at four. <laughs> Put Ohio State at four because everybody's bitching about them anyway. Like Dabo Sweeney and everybody about them only playing six games. Well, put them at four. Let them play Alabama at one, and then put A and M in. Get Notre Dame out. A and M's a better team in my opinion. And then you you let A and M you let A and M play Clemson. That to me is a lot better than this Notre Dame team being put in there. Power five means what? So we're clear. There's five Power Five conferences. Okay. So why would this committee only have four co conferences? Why would they only give four playoff spots? That means only four conference winners, if, if that, can get in. And they're, they're the only ones that have a shot at getting a team in the playoffs. Plus, there's no group of five team to ever have a shot at this. Split it up. The old BCS makes this look shitty. I'm just going to be honest. Go just the, If these guys get enough nuts to drop their nuts, go fucking on their own, they'll put NCAA in a fucking pickle. because And they'll lose money. These teams 
we've had group of five. We've had FCS teams beat Power Five teams. Appalachian beat Michigan. Fucking, we've had these things happen, um, and it's happening more and more often, especially in basketball, right? So, when they created this playoff system, they already set you up for failure with four slots. You got five Power Five conferences. And you know who's the fifth one that was already automatically they wanted to leave out? The Pac-12. Why? Because we play at 7 at night on the West Coast, 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Nobody watches us. It's been this way since I was a little kid. When SC was a power and UCLA used to be a power, they were, they just were so dominant that it, you had to put them in and win it. And, and, and in the same in basketball for UCLA. This has been this way, though, because University of Arizona used to be great in basketball. They would lose one game. They'd be number one. They'd lose one game. They'd go to like eight. Same with UCLA. Duke loses one game at number one. They go to two. Kentucky loses at number one. KU or fucking North Carolina, they'll be number one. They'll lose a game. They'll go to three. The West Coast team lose from number one. They go to eight. Because nobody, all the voters are on the East Coast, one. Two, nobody watches them. Nobody stays up to watch them. So the Pac-12 playing at 9 a.m. this year was the best thing that could have happened to them, in my opinion. If it was a regular season, like not the pandemic and all that, if the Pac-12 goes to 9 a.m. games, I believe it helps out not only college football, it helps out the West Coast, it helps out the kids learn how to go to bed at night, different things like that that we struggle with on the West. Do those things, and you'll have a better product. You'll have a more balanced college football system once they expand on these playoffs and get out of the four teams. At least do a two-at-large team get to six. Like, it don't make no sense, man. I don't get it, but <clears throat> it's what it is. Um, it, It's just a shitty deal, in my opinion. So... I think they need to split it up. Patriots not going to the playoffs this year for the first time in a, quite a while. You know, I think it's Belichick's plan, man. I, I I wouldn't judge him this year and say it's all because Brady's gone. Um, I wouldn't say that yet, just so we're clear. Um, you know, he he's won without Brady w- w- when they had Bledsoe take over for Brady after he was the starter. And still ended up getting to the Super Bowl. And then they started Brady again and won it. I think they won it either way. Um, he's He knows what he's doing. I, I'm a full believer in that. And I don't believe it's just because Tom Brady. I do believe they had a great thing going. Um, but players do win games. Coaches lose them. Like I've been telling you guys. Look at the Bruce Arians situation. I agree with Rex Ryan. Shut the fuck up, Bruce Arians, at this point. Let Tom Brady run the show on offense. Let him get this shit going for you guys. Throwing the ball deep and not running the football is not going to win games with him. He can still throw it deep, but let him get out and get into some empty and fucking start reading the coverage and because he, he'll beat you. So, just my opinion. <laughs> um so 2020, basically in a nutshell, man, in my opinion, 
around 2000, we started this soft ass culture that we got. And I'm going to pick on Wentz, okay? Wentz is the reason kids are as soft as they are. He's not the sole reason, obviously. But he is continuing to show why this generation is what is is probably the softest and most disrespectful generation of humans that I've ever seen. He says he don't want to be a backup. And he wants traded. And he wants out. Motherfucker, you make $140 million And you get to pick and choose where you go. And when you play. And where you play. It's unbelievable to me. James Harden. You get to pick and choose where you want to go. And you make fucking $200 million. No. You're lucky I'm not the coach or the the owner because you motherfuckers wouldn't go nowhere. You'd stay there and you'd say, and I would tell you, no, you're the best motherfucker. Then we ain't trading you. You win a chip right here with who the fuck we got. And if you're that good, beat out hurts. James Harden, stay your ass in Houston. Fucking win with who you got. Jordan did. Kobe did. Larry Bird did. Magic Johnson did. They all had two or three guys. You got two or three dudes. Make another trade. Get a couple other pieces maybe. Um, and I get other teams have the power three guys and all this shit. But, dog, you're chasing, you're chasing fucking rainbows, man. You're chasing fucking gold at the end of a rainbow that ain't there. You're not the dude. Sorry, you're not the guy. Wentz, you're not the guy. Because Jalen Hurts ain't the guy. And he beats your soft, mentally weak ass out. So you're lucky that I'm not the fucking owner because we wouldn't trade either one of you motherfuckers. You're not that fucking good. Beat his ass out. My grandpa always told me one time, man, he told me one time, once you lie, you have to lie to cover up for that lie. Then it keeps going. And this is what's happened in, in 2020 and in, in the last 20 years, in my opinion. We have lied to our kids. Our coaches have lied to our players. The parents have lied to the players and coaches and kids. And it continue to lie and cover up other lies. And it has created the softest, most disrespectful generation and weak-minded generation that I've seen. Kids want to transfer because somebody recruited your position the coaches out recruited your position you don't want to compete Wentz you don't want to compete Harden you ain't hard enough fucking you don't have enough nuts to stay there and say I want to win with who I got because I'm that motherfucker we don't have that no more see we used to love being underdog growing up We used to play five-on-five basketball at the park, and I used to pick scrubs because I'm like, dog, I'm better than all you motherfuckers. I would carry this team to win. Like Aaron Rodgers, Brady, all those dudes, they're they're making those average to shitty wideouts great because they're great. Hurts had the same wideouts that Wentz has. Why, how'd he throw for 300-something yards yesterday and three touchdowns? He's making these guys better because he's got a little swag to them. They got the energy up. I just said before the show, I, I said on the show, I don't believe Hertz is the answer. I don't believe he's going to be great or anything. I don't believe he has a lot of NFL skill sets, but he is a winner. He's a great human. He's a winner, and he's going to be able to – he's probably got a great aura about him, and he's probably got that it factor to him. Unlike Wentz, unlike Jared Goff, who loses to the Jets last night, you know, 
unbelievably, the Rams, you would be the team to lose to the Jets, and people are picking you guys to win. That's why I tell you guys, slow your roll on all this Tampa Bay, Rams, fucking Green Bay, Saints. Saints lost two in a row. There's not a real dominant team out there. If I had to bet my house on one team in the in the NFC, it's only going to be Seattle because of Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. That's the only reason. I trust those two cats more than I trust anyone else combination in the NFL right now. Any other head coach and quarterback, I trust those two more than anybody. If Brady and, and Bilicek were together, I would trust those two more. But they're not. I would trust Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson to do it if I had to pick a team. Now, I'm not saying that, but I did pick Seattle and the Chiefs to play in the Super Bowl. You could check any number of podcasts. I've been saying it for a whole year. They're going to play, I believe, in the Super Bowl. And um, I'm going to stick with my pick. And that's what I, that's who I believe they are. Um, that's who's going to play. But again, though, I never picked Tampa Bay. I, I thought I thought I think they need another year at least. And um, I wouldn't be shocked if they got in, and then like Chicago gets in as a wild card and beats them again. I wouldn't be shocked at that. So it's just it's just one of those deals, man. Um, <clears throat> but Winston and 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 the Hardens of the world and all these soft fucks that don't want to compete no more, and they got all this money. And, you know, you're just a slap in the sports face. You're a slap in the profession's face. You allow these kids to look up to you and, and, and have a scapegoat now to transfer high school four times. Well, Carson Wentz, he transferred, he left. Basically, he left. All the D1 dudes, they looking at you. The D1 dudes are the same. There's no, you know, I was great to see a story. There was a kid, there was a kid, uh, man, I don't know where it was at, but he, he, he was a quarterback and uh, he stuck it out. He stuck out a, uh, instead of transferring, he played special teams, played some defense. And um, it was great to see him stay there because he was a team dude first. That's kind of what I see. He was a team dude and probably had someone with some nuts that understands shit like his dad probably said you know what son you're not a good quarterback at that you're not going to go out to fucking A&M and beat out the guy so stay here play something else get an education and maybe who knows you're a fucking dude at that position he's he, he's led special teams in tackles he's fucking caught balls on uh, as a receiver he's made picks on defense he's playing all over the field he stuck it out and it is good to see somebody do that, and I would love for that to, you know, break the curse and maybe get this thing back to how it used to be. We could not even think about transferring somewhere when we were growing up. We would have my dad would say, "Shut the fuck up, yeah, okay." As he sipped his fucking twelfth beer, he would look at me and say, "Shut the fuck up." Here, you want to taste this? That's what would have happened, and that's probably true. And you know. uh I don't know, man. We have just allowed this fucking softy culture to just resonate and take over. Um, take over our, our youth. Our youth is looking at us and, and doing what we do. And it's a shame. It's a shame because we adults have allowed it. We started it. We allowed it. We've enabled it. 
and now we've now we're pushing it. Now we're pushing it. Because if you know why we're pushing it? Because when school A's quarterback wants to transfer to school B, right? School B and school A coaches, head coaches, should get on the phone and say, this is for a bigger cause. Let's keep the kid at your place, school A. I I don't want your kid, coach. Of course, I want him. He's talented and all that shit. But this is how soft and weak these high school coaches are becoming, man. We're not teaching the coach, the kids, anything. Let's just, let's, oh shit, transfer over here, man. I'll get you a scholarship. That's what's being said behind everybody. Like, it's a joke, man. And these coaches that are saying that, half of them don't even know the tr- the fucking rules. They don't even know how to be up and come eligible. Half of these kids are transferring high schools because they have no offers from school A because they don't even have their core classes in order after their junior year. But guess what? School B is telling them, oh, our quarterback went to Nebraska last year. I'll get you out. He don't even know you're not even NCAA eligible. I see it all the time. I speak to these schools. I see it. I talk to the coaches. They don't even know. That's why you, why do you think I always say be the CEO of yourself? You don't even know the rules, coaches. And you're not teaching the kids the rules. And all you're doing is lying to cover up the first lie you made. 2020, man, it's been a fucking joke. We got guys transferring all over the place, decommitting from schools. Understand the word commitment before you fucking make a decommitment. There shouldn't even be a word called decommitment. It shouldn't even exist. There shouldn't even be in a fucking dictionary because it shouldn't be a word. Because if you define the word commit, then you should understand what it means. Don't commit. If you're not going to do it, that's the fucking whole thing. You know, Wentz can't do it. The kid at Alabama now, he's not going to start. And now guess what? He'll transfer next year. The kid at Clemson, oh, I'm not going to start. I'm going to transfer. I'll go to fucking Missouri. I mean, it happens every year and we don't teach any fucking. And it's happening off campus. It's happening at the parent level. It's happening at the high school coach level. It's happening at the fucking my street agent level and all these street agents out there, seven on seven dudes and all these fucks, you are the ones that are slap dicks and you're fucking this game up. Just going to tell you, but what I know, <clears throat> uh, I know you guys are all like, yeah, right. You don't know. Yeah, I do because you, none of you fucks can coach. None of you guys understand the real fucking rigor and you don't get what the fuck it really entails. And if you think you do, then call me. We'll get on the board and we'll go chop it up and we'll talk about real football and what it really entails from the fucking micro level and the macro level and we'll combine those and we'll talk about what it really takes at an administrative level on how to orchestrate a program, how to make sure your kids are eligible, how to teach your kids what to do. I can go talk to your kids right now, all these clubs and all this shit that's going on out here in California. I bet you not one of your kids know exactly how to graduate from high school, exactly what it takes to graduate, what the fuck it becomes, an NCAA qualifier, what it entails. I bet you not one of your fucking kids know. But you're trying to make a name for yourself by saying, I got the kid to Nebraska. Shut the fuck up. You guys are a slap in everyone's face that really coach football and really are trying to teach these kids something other than quit and transfer and make it easy. 
the coaches are doing it to each other and they're fucking the kids on the larger level of things. You guys are fucking these kids by hating on each other, trying to steal each other's kids to get them to go to your school and go and and Nick Saban won't even recruit you if you've been to two or plus high schools. I wouldn't recruit you if I was at Alabama if you left one high school. I'm just telling you. If you ain't good enough to play at that school, then you ain't good enough. Perfect example is Manville High School in Houston has great high school football. The head coach left, got a job. Um, <clears throat> he got a D1 job. He got, he's back now in college, in high school back in Texas, I believe. But he had two QBs. The starter ended up going to TCU. The backup ended up going to Florida. He didn't even play that much, but he was another freak. And, and he loved the head coach enough to stay there. Good friend of mine, great dude. He He... That's where Carlos Thompson is on the show. He's from Manville, Carry On Parker, a lot of guys I had. Gary Haynes, freakish wideout. It's a wideout high school, uh, legendary high school. <laughs> but anyway, you you guys don't get it. The kid didn't transfer. He could he should have transferred high schools, right? But no, guess what? He was a backup, stuck it out, played when he could, fucking freak, went to Florida. Full football scholarship. I've had I had three QBs sign Division One on one team at Compton College in 2008. They all went D1 because they bought in and they did it. And I and I and I managed how to play. I played all three of them because junior college is what that's for. And if you can recruit the best, I'll recruit the best three quarterbacks, keep them from going to the other fucking two schools, and I'll get all three of them scholarships. And that's what I do. And I say I'll do it and I'll do it. But you got to play them somehow, some way, and. That's what junior college is for, in my opinion. It's to get kids educated, matriculated, and graduated. That's my fucking motto, right? Well, these high school coaches, these other coaches, these people that are handling these guys, their 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 circles, their high school coaches, or their their people these guys lean to are not being honest with them and they're lying because they have to cover up the first lie they made saying that you're this good, this good, the coach is fucking you, you should have went here and you have to keep lying and you have to keep lying. In 2020, it's been a fucking huge lie, man. And the kids ain't getting, they're getting worse. They're getting worse. Coaches are getting worse. Parents are getting worse. And if you ain't coaching it, you're allowing it. And we're allowing it. And that's just what it is. You want these guys to go to four high schools, and you wonder why you never hear from them again. I'm telling you, no offense, Malik Henry played at four high schools, still went to Florida State, and in my opinion, I would have never recruited Malik Henry to Florida State out of high school after his fourth high school, but Jimbo Fisher did, and he was going to start there for a while, but inevitably. The four transfers, all the back baggage hurt him. And it fucked Jimbo. And now he left and I ended up getting him to Indy and I tried to fix him and try to get him on the on the yard and get him a scally. And you know, we got him back to Nevada and, and, and it didn't work again. So sometimes you are who you are, not what you say you are. <laughs> right? We talk about it all the time. You are what you do, not well what you say you do. So I already talked to you about the Kirk Curb Streets and all these motherfuckers that apologize. And I told you, apologies are for liars, stills, and cheats. Why do you apologize if you fucking aren't sincere? How many times can you apologize and get away and, and be 
clear your name from it. Like, when are you going to be, when are you going to realize that you're a shitbird? You are who you are, not who you say you are. There's so many of them out there, kids, these coaches, these high school guys that are fucking you. Learn, go do some research, go do some fucking investigation, be the CEO of yourself. Mom, go do some investigation. Deion Sanders is snatching dudes from these power fives because him and his staff, I know a few guys on the staff, I know who they are. They're real and sincere, and they're going to tell the dude straight up, hey, man, you want to play here? Kids, rec- real recognizes real. They want to see real shit. Now, can Dion sustain it and really become this? I doubt it. Kids are still going to walk in there, and they're going to see a junior college locker room and a junior college coach's office at the end of the day. I doubt they'll, you know, they're going to beat out Alabama for a left and right tackle. You know what I'm saying? They'll get a DB and a wide out here and there. I mean, Dion, they should. But at the end of the day, the education. Now, this is the thing, though. See, this is the difference. Can Dion go into the White House and get the left tackle, the big white boy corn-fed left tackle that's going to Michigan or Alabama or Ohio State? Can he get him? See, I could. Not because I'm white. Because I'll go get the same brother in the same scenario, too, that's going to go to Alabama or LSU, and I'd get his ass, too. Can Dion be that chameleon and go into both sides? Because that is when you are the master recruiter. You can recruit black kids, and then there's, there's O-line coaches that can only recruit white kids. You're not a good recruiter. You're not a master recruiter. You are a single one-track-minded recruiter, which doesn't make you great. It doesn't make you a master recruiter. Can your O-line coach who dips tobacco and wears cowboy boots off the field talk to the DB recruit from Baton Rouge at practice during warm-ups? Can he talk to him and have a relationship with him? That's how you know who is a great recruiter. Can the DB coach go over and talk to the white boy lineman that dips and wears cowboy boots off campus and chop it up with him? See, I've seen it both ways, and I've seen there's been huge problems. No, you're just an average guy. You can only recruit your comfort zone. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's what greatness entails to me. That's how it defines greatness. Go learn how to be a master at your craft. I'm a master recruiter, man. I t- this is my passion. I took it for, I, I can go anywhere. Red, white, blue, green, yellow, purple, black, white. I don't give a fuck. I'll go and get your best dude. Give me a polo. Give me a polo that says fucking Idaho State on it, and I'll get, I'll get somebody from going to Alabama. Mark my words. Give me an Alabama polo, and I'm going to get everybody in America. That's just what it is. Can Dion get those guys? Let's just see it unfold. You know, getting a transfer kid out of a portal is a lot fucking easier because the kid is older. He's got to get into a place now. He's got to get some film to get out. It's a lot easier than recruiting a kid out of the high school level and playing for you for four years and keeping him. See, great recruiters not only can sign the kid on signing day, but guess what? He also signs the diploma when he's walking on graduation day from his school. 
that is not happening no more. Kids leave too often, too much. Because kids recognize, real recognizes real, and these kids are getting there after they've been sold pipe dreams and lied to, and now they understand, wait, these dudes can't even defend us during the protest, Black Lives Matter. These cats can't even tell us what the real is. These cats lied to us and said, we're the da-da-da. And that's what they transfer. I, I believe it's 50-50. I believe half of them is because the kids are soft, they don't want to compete, and it's bad recruiting on your part, coach. At the four-year level, and then the other half is the head coach is full of shit. They're liars, they're cheats, and they're stealers, and that's why they make so many apologies letters and announcements, and and they're in it for the money because they'll leave in a fucking New York minute and take another job at a bigger school, right? We all know that. So I do believe it goes both ways. The kids should be able to allow to transfer if the coach can, but at the same time, it's starting at the mic. It's starting at the high school and the parent level, and kids are being allowed and pushed to transfer. And it's just going farther and farther and farther. And now you're seeing Carson Wentz, James Harden. All these motherfuckers don't want to compete. They want a fucking easy way out. And now it's just going to trickle down. And the, and the, the, it's a generational curse at this point, man. You got dudes now recycling it. And now it's coming back down. And the high school and college guys see it. Carson Wentz can do it. Fuck it. I'm out. James Harden shit. Fuck it. Shows no... No tough love, nuts, nut it up, fucking let's win with who we got. I love being an underdog. There's no greater feeling in this world doing something that someone else said you could not do, man. Like, fuck going to play with Katie and Kyrie. Beat their ass. But you're too soft, man. The generation, the fucking world. It's soft. 2020 has proven it with the pandemic, how soft we really are. We can't even abide by rules, laws, do anything that's better for our people. We want to fight, bitch, and moan. And uh, I already told you, priests and politicians are the fucking biggest crooks in the world. So if you knew that already, then hey, man, let's step out the way and fucking watch it from afar. Let's do our, Let's do something that... While we have the platform, we can we can uh, make an impact. Players on the big level, coaches, you, you know, let's let's final four this year. Well, how about you walk out there in the final four and drop the mic and say, no, we're not playing unless we get this, this, and this. We're not going to play the final four. You guys are going to lose billions, and unless we get this, this, and this, what they going to do? But nobody's telling you kids that shit because they all need, they just want money. You're the pawns on the board. I'm trying to tell you. Truth hurts, man, but they won't tell you the truth because you're the piece of meat in the meat market is what it is. Hey, man, happy Monday to you, 21st of December, Christmas week. Gotta love Christmas. I got two new dogs. That's my fucking Christmas present. I got a boy and a girl. Bonham, who was my grandfather's middle name, B-O-N-H-A-M, Bonham, and uh, Bailey. And it's no, it's not Barnum and Bailey, the fucking circus, no. And it's Bailey, and she's the girl, Merle, and uh, great-looking pups. Now we're going to have a little kennel at the crib, and uh, who knows, man, maybe I'll start something up. And with Stogie's bloodline and, and, and these two guys, shit, pups will be off the chain. It won't be cheap, but they'll be off the chain. Hey, uh, 
Try to talk to you guys again on Wednesday. July, January 10th is when I plan on doing the coaching show again. Get that back going on YouTube. Get everything back on YouTube. Get it, get back going. Uh, I'll tell you, it's like I tell you, I lose my voice, man. It's fucked up. So I'm trying to get a podcast in here and there. Go to betonline.ag. Make some bets tonight. Uh, tell them Coach JV sent you, man. And, uh, again, stay safe. Get through it. Vaccinate or don't. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I ain't. Uh, it is what it is. Be smart, be healthy, healthy, tell someone you love them, or tell someone to fuck off. I don't give a fuck. Hey, man, just don't be a slapdick. The Real Coach JB, peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. Hope this ain't.